This is the Talking Property Podcast, brought to you by Rewed.com, the home of WA Real Estate. Thank you for listening to Talking Property, the show in which we discuss all aspects of real estate. Now, here is your host, Harvey Deegan, together with our expert commentators, Rob Druitt and Rod Bryan. Welcome to Talking Property. My name is Steve Collins. I'm filling in for Harvey Deegan, who is not enjoying ill health at the moment, but we still have Rob Druitt and Rod Ryan joining us. And very shortly, we're going to be talking to Ray Chewer from Momentum Wealth. Now, Ray is a buyer's agent, which is very much different from a selling agent. He's the buyer's friend, if you like, and Ray will explain what he does. He will also talk to us about investing and give advice on how to invest and the opportunities in the current market. So stand by, we'll be back in just a short time to speak to Ray Chua and Rob Druitt and Rod Ryan on Talking Property. Well, I tell you what, most people, when they go and get a property, they do it on their own behest. They go and look for themselves and they go and do their negotiations themselves. But sometimes it would help if you had a buyer's agent and we've got a buyer's agent with us today. He's Ray Chua from Momentum Wealth. Ray, hello. Welcome to Talking Property. Hello. How are you? Well, we're all well. We don't look it, but we are all well. (laughs) A buyer's agent. Now, not many people are actually familiar. We all know these people with scurvy that sell real estate. But what's the (laughs) difference with buying real estate? Somebody obviously employs you to do that job for them. What are your responsibilities as a buyer's agent? Thanks for that. So as a buyer's agent, we, I guess, have the same license as a real estate agent. The only difference is we are being paid by the buyer. So that means our principal, the person we're looking after properly, is the buyer and we don't receive any fees from the seller or any de- developers. So there's no conflict of interest. And so it's very common. The professionals out there are helping sellers. They've got a duty of care to buyers, but they're really there to help the seller maximise their price. I know that the ordinary real estate agent, they are working for the seller and they, of course, have to get the best price for that seller. But your duties are actually to get the best price for the buyer, aren't they? And that must mean that you're a pretty good negotiator, I guess. That's right. So I guess in a normal market, we do talk a bit about buying really well on price. However, we have to roll with the market, don't we? So right now, it's, the market's hotter. And so there are other benefits besides price. And that includes buying the right property to start with and also getting in front of deals early because the early bird catches the worm. And finally, making sure you don't pay too much. Now, Ray, Rob Druid here. Thanks for joining us on Talking Property. Momentum Wealth is a company that you work for, which are a multiple national award winner in the Excellence, the Real Estate Institute of Australia Excellence Awards. I think at least three times, isn't it? making you into the Hall of Fame. That's right. Our company's won that. And you've won the West Australian Buyer's Agent of the Year multiple times, haven't you? That's right. 
<laughs> I think four times is what I've got written down here, which is very good. <laughs> so obviously you're correct. you're you're a busy man, and you tell us a little bit about how different it is working as a buyer's agent as opposed to your traditional real estate agent working for a seller. Yes, so look, I did start there. I started off as a real estate selling agent for three years, and I've been doing this for thirteen years as a buyer's agent. Look, uh, my weekends are definitely oh, I've got more flexibility. I don't have to stand around the home opens for an hour. <laughs> um, so, so but, you might um, convert some real estate agents listening. <laughs> It's certainly, it's in line with my interests. You know, I, it doesn't feel like a job when I'm looking around properties for people. I get to shop with other people's money. But yes. but I, I guess the enjoyable part is helping people buy really well, saying no to properties where if you ask any selling agent out there, is this a good property? They're there to sell it. They're never going to say no. But yeah, <laughs> I get to say no to hundreds of properties. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, your clientele, give us a bit of a, a broad spectrum of the clientele that you're working with. Yeah, sure. So I did just look up my last six months of clients and it's roughly 50-50 home buyers and 50% investors. And funnily enough, about 50-50 again of those categories, particularly investors are from out of town, so East Coast or overseas and 50% local. Ray, Rod Ryan, can you just give me, hey, give me an example of just say someone that you might have acted for for example if you had somebody say from Sydney to say well look you know I'm hoping to relocate back to Perth I'm looking for a four by two home in Fremantle or wherever tell me how you do it how it all works yeah, Ray so can I'm, talk about my cousin <laughs> second <laughs> cousin that you, and she was wrapped you found her a wonderful home okay let's talk about her how did it all work Nicole how did it all come together I guess they need the eyes and ears on the ground so that's, yep. that's us so we then would give them a short list every week we summarise the favourite deals for them. That summary includes all the sales evidence. Yes. Anything about the area that they really need to and should know about. And, of course, they get that video walkthrough from me. So I'm their proxy. I'm showing them all the blemishes and cracks, whereas a, a selling agent uh, will probably gloss over a lot of those things. So, so we, we just want to understand the property, what's yeah. and all. And so that's a big part of that. And then we'd, of course, go into bat and negotiate. Yes. Finally, do a full due diligence report for them. Knowledge is power. Do you obviously must have some pretty good relationships with selling agents. Do you do the sort of thing where if somebody wants, say, a 4 be 2 in Frio, you approach the agents you know down there who deal with that area and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Give me a heads up if you've got anything that would suit. Yeah, definitely. So that's what we pride ourselves on and we, we try to maintain that healthy working relationship and professional relationship with agents, treat them with respect and, and then of course they can we can look after each other and try to connect that deal. However, the challenge in this market is stock both for good stock on my side, but also for agents themselves, they, the answer is often nothing right now. But of mm. course, if I'm on top of mind, for example, if I'm messaging them every week, I am on top of mind and they will tell me about a property when it comes up. Ray, would you say 10 years ago, or maybe 10, 15 years ago, buyers agents were just start, effectively really starting in Western Australia in a bigger way. Yes. And there was a bit of scepticism maybe from selling agents. And that relationship has strengthened over the last 10 years because I think selling agents now just realise, well, you're bringing a buyer to the yeah. table. Yes, their buyer's paying you and that's straightforward, but it doesn't change the overall transaction. It's just another opportunity for the seller to sell the property. 
That's right. That's correct. That's correct. So initially, yes, there were definitely people that were a bit nervous. Am I going to share the fee? So, so they said, hey, how come you didn't register for the Home Open? But I guess with time, people are now understanding who we are and they welcome us because, yeah, it's pre-qualified buyers. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wasting my time with, mm. with them as well. And it's probably more solid than a stranger walking through the door who we know nothing about. You'd also find that with these times where people can't cross borders and so on, that would also, I'd imagine, very much work in your favour in a lot of respects as well, Ray, with that, so that you're the eyes and ears and so on. Yeah, it must be a big advantage to those people. Definitely. I think it'd be silly not to have a proxy, someone that you trust to go through a property because sight unseen is pretty risky. Ray, quick question before we go to a break. What sort of fees range would a buyer need to pay to engage your services? Oh, look, the fees, I guess I can speak for our company, but the industry rates, it does vary depending on the type of service. You can go for the full service or a negotiate-only service, for example, which is a, a much lower cost. But it, it all varies with the mandate. So someone who wants to buy a villa will probably pay me less than a someone who wants to buy a 10-unit development site mm. for profit. So it's best to really sit down and understand what's the mandate. But they are similar to a real estate sales agent's fee. It's kind of industry standard for yeah. a small percentage of the property price. We're speaking to Ray Chua of Momentum Wealth. Ray, we're just going to have a quick break and then we'll be back with you to talk about investing after the break. Lovely. Are you looking to buy, sell, rent or find an agent in WA? For all your property needs, visit rewa.com, the home of WA Real Estate. Rewa.com can help you find your next home with all the latest properties right at your fingertips. For all your property needs, visit rewa.com, the home of WA Real Estate. To find the right local agent, use rewa.com agent finder to search and compare real estate agents in WA. For all your property needs, rewa.com. We at Talking Property are indebted to rewa.com, our major supporters. Welcome back to Talking Property and at the present time we're speaking to Ray Chua from Momentum Wealth. Ray, we were talking about your role as a buyer's agent but now you did say that you act for a lot of investors who obviously if you're buying a home then you have an emotional interest in the property but if you are buying for investment you really don't have that emotional interest. What is your advice for people that do want to invest whether it be in a domestic or commercial property? Great question. Uh, I guess a lot of people will seem to try it themselves because just because people live in properties, they feel like they automatically assume they know property. But residential property is the only marketplace not dominated by investors. And I guess the problem is, yeah, they're treating their purchase like buying a home which doesn't happen in other asset classes like shares or bonds, any other investment you'd get an advisor in. Um, so yeah, why is property different? And, and so that's where I guess if you understand that the majority of people out there are home buyers, then we can actually target that and 
know what to buy and, and buy well. Ray, are you starting to see some more eastern states investors now thinking about Western Australia? You know, because our prices are so substantially different from particularly Sydney and Melbourne market. Definitely. So they've had a good run on property, so they've got a bit of equity. And there's a lot of interest. And like I mentioned before, about 50% of my investors are from over east. The local ones are more, you know, they've been advised to get in. So, so yeah, the smart money does move first. So, yes, there's quite a few east coast buyers around. Ray, when it comes to investment side of it, how careful have you got to be in regard to your recommendations in regard to returns, etc., on investment property in real estate? Is that something that you have to give a lot of thought to, if you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do know what you mean. So no one has a crystal ball, and so we sleep for anyone to guarantee mm. growth um, in any asset class. But what we're doing is we're researching the, to the best of our ability both the fundamental reasons of why this area is prone for growth or prime yes. for growth. And and then the, you've got the timing issue as well. So the technical drivers of is this the right time to get in now based on what we call the leading indicators. So yes. it's both a fundamental and technical analysis. So yeah, there's no guarantees, but we're certainly giving people the best chance. Yeah, because Rob, we have to be a bit careful when we're selling commercial property, whatever, and we, we start to quote, this is a, a ripper investment oh, and it's great, great return. It's only going to go right. up. So I was just saying, <laughs> when when there's someone yes. in your position doing what you're doing, I'd imagine that it'd be, you'd have to tread pretty carefully that way. That's how I would feel about it. Yeah. That's so, correct. That's mm-hmm. correct. Well, I gather Ray use a lot of data. information yeah, and data. Data, yeah. And back that up with, and, and then it's the, really the client's decision. Well, okay, this is an area that should be looking at, and this is the other area, area A, B, and C. And, you know, they've got different returns, and this is what the other experts and people are saying is the capital growth. Yeah. And then you go from there. But look, just talking a little bit about markets around Australia, and I suppose, I mean, we're based here in Perth, but of course, we talk about property right across Australia. But the Perth yes. market at the moment, and it's not just us saying, but a lot of pundits are saying that there are real opportunities here. I mean, it really is a big differential between our market cycle at the moment, where we're sitting, seems to be behind all the rest of the country, and in the growth rates, that there's some wonderful opportunities here at the moment. Definitely, definitely. So I guess if you just look at the charts of of all the capital cities, you'll see we're one of the one of two capital cities that haven't reached their last peaks of 2014. Yep. All the other capital cities have really surpassed their peaks already. So there's a lot more legs to go in this cycle for us. And that's something that we actually look at quite closely, the market cycle timing, because growth doesn't happen in a straight line. It really, you know, if, if a market's been cooler for a longer period and now it's having an upswing, that's a good sign. Well, I don't think there's too many vacant properties in Perth and, I, you know, rents have obviously gone up in the last six months or so. So I'd say that it's, you know, it's the investors turn a little bit here, but they've still got quite a bit of legs. I think, Rob, would you agree with that at the moment? Oh, with absolutely. The, with yeah. that side of it. But the other thing is, you right. see, across in Melbourne, they've had 132 changes to the Residential Tenancies Act. And as a result of that, that's burnt that's a lot of investors hell. and a lot of those people, that, you know, may want to look elsewhere because it, it's made it, in a lot of people's opinions, almost prohibitive to buy residential property as investment. So they may be looking at other states. It's definitely another hurdle. So you've been talking about the metropolitan areas, but what about the regional areas? I've recently been travelling through Western Australia and there's places such as Albany, Busselton, Bunbury, Geraldton in particular that are really, really booming. Do you deal in those areas as well? We have different recommendations for different clients. So not everyone, it's not a one-size-fits-all. So if people are looking at buying regional, it is often for their own lifestyle use. And so we do get involved there. In terms of investments, we'll consider regional if people are more cash flow focused in our opinion the growth 
is still sort of where the jobs are, where the job growth and wage mm. growth are, yeah. and that, that's mainly the capital cities. So the region's definitely there because of COVID, the French commutable locations are probably, they're definitely having their their run. I guess uh, we we want to focus on the fundamentals of what drives properties and it comes back to incomes. Okay, Ray, I want you to just get that polish out, polish up the momentum (laughs) wealth, Ray, try a uh, crystal ball and tell me (laughs) what's going to happen in the market in West Australia in the next uh, six to 12 months. Six to 12 months. Look, uh, I guess there's no signs of slowdown. So the biggest indicator for us is the lack of supply. So that's really um, putting a lot of price pressure, upward price pressure. And then we've got the immigration story as well, where there's a big skill shortage. So there's that demand for for workers to come. It's definitely a big, strong pool. It's already happening. We've just got, I guess, the government only allowing a handful of people at a time for now. So that's really slowing things down. But when they open up those floodgates, I do feel there's a lot of upside still to go. 2022, mm. we're looking forward to it. That's right. Ray Chua from Momentum Wealth, thank you very much for talking to us on Talking Property. It's been most illuminating. I've decided that I like buyer's agents much more than I like <laughs> selling agents because you're working for me as a buyer. Thanks very thank much you. for joining us on Talking Property, Ray. It's been wonderful having you on the show. Thanks very much, Ray. Thanks very much. Sure, Ray. Thank you. Well, Ray, as you say, he's a star, isn't he? I mean, he really knows his business, doesn't he? He certainly does, and many years of experience there as buyer's agents, which is a relatively new concept uh, Mm. of agency in the sense that it's probably really only been strong around the country in the last 15 years. Yeah. uh, And it's developed particularly now. I guess we're all time poor, and, of course, with people in lockdown and so on, they've been looking at other states going, well, how on earth do I buy a property? Well, they can engage a buyer's agent to go out and find the property for But not only that, a lot of people, when they're looking for their own home, they're a little bit meek. They don't know how to negotiate. He has no emotional involvement in the sale at all. It's a business and he's acting on behalf of the buyer. So it's his job to get the best price for the best buyer, deal for isn't them. it? Yep. Correct. Yeah. Well, as my father would say, the easiest thing in the world is to spend somebody else's money. But in, you know, but there's a lot of responsibility that <laughs> comes with that as well. That as well he did. He did. <laughs> but he's obviously you know, a pro at what he does and he would be a real asset to people that are, as Rob said, are time poor and particularly at this time when people are interstate and can't cross Mm. borders and can't get things. But in regard to the investment side of things, you know, I mean, he's got to have to have all his wits about him. He's got to have all the data. He's got to have, you know, he's putting in a lot of work into into that research, into that, and that would be of great benefit to a buyer great benefit. Whereas you guys put a lot of work into marketing a property, he actually puts mm. a lot of work into studying the mm. market, doesn't right. he? Correct. It's just different sides of the equation, but also it's very important, the relationship between the selling agents and the buyer's agents in getting the property sold. Mm. Well, thanks very much for joining us on Talking Property. And look, just stay tuned because the next edition of Talking Property won't be all that far off. Talking Property can be heard on a number of podcasting platforms, including Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor, and many more. Whatever podcast platform you prefer to ensure that you are notified of new episodes of Talking Property, just press the subscribe button. Thank you for listening to this podcast of Talking Property with Harvey Deegan, Rob Jewett and Rod Ryan. 